Hello and welcome to my Caravan Industry Insights podcast. This podcast is for anyone working in the caravan industry, whether you're from a manufacturer, supplier or dealer here in the UK or elsewhere. So listen every week to hear insights, interviews and marketing tips to help keep you and your business more informed and successful. I'm John Rawlings, a journalist and communications expert with a lifelong passion for caravanning and 20 plus years PR and events experience in the car and caravan industries. From starting in the editorial team at Practical Caravan Magazine to working in the press offices at Vauxhall, Volvo and Volkswagen and now in my own business specialising in the caravan industry. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I don't know about you, but I can't believe we're already at the end of February. I'm literally back at my desk today after having spent two days at the NEC show. And the week before that, I was away for half term on a motorhome ski holiday. So the last couple of weeks have been a bit bonkers and it's quite nice to be back at my desk. But it's been tremendous fun. A show was fun. I saw lots of people, lots of particularly lots of media friends and several manufacturers had a Pretty good look around the show. There wasn't a lot of new product. I don't think anyone was expecting that at the February show, but what was there was good. And I think the new things I saw was the the Bailey Discovery range, of course, and the new model. The Adria campervan based on a Renault, which is new to the UK at least. And Alter Sleepers had their Mercedes-Benz panel van conversion on show, not on sale, but on show for, for for the first time. So that was interesting. I can't remember seeing a lot more than that. Forgive me if I've missed anything, but I certainly spent a lot of time seeing my media chums, particularly a shout out for the, for those that are Caravan Writers Guild members, several of those doing, doing talks on the, on the theatre stage and at the information desk in Hall 5. It was good to see so many tents at the, as it is the Caravan and Camping Motorhome Show. And of course, loads of really cool motorhomes. But wow, I was just always impressed with all the vehicles you see at uh, these shows. Makes you realise it's quite bewildering for for the punters coming in with all so much to choose from. Really brings it home to me that uh, getting your marketing sorted out and making your brand stand out from the rest and giving them a reason to come to you rather than all the very, very good competition is more important than ever. I had a quick catch up at the show with last week's guest, uh, Motorhome Matt from the Motorhome Matt podcast. Good to feature on his his social media feeds as well. That was good. That was good fun. And while I was there, I had a day planning of for the uh, future Caravan Writers Guild event. I had to go look at some venues for our traditional industry dinner in October. So I think we've got that pretty much sorted now. So that was really good to get that done. Let me tell you a bit about my skiing holiday. It was our first motorhome skiing holiday. I have to say that my wife took a little bit of convincing to go away, A, in February and somewhere where B, there would potentially be a lot of snow. She was a bit worried about being cold as well, but anyway, none of her fears came true because we got there and we went to Les Arcs in France. We stayed in the Camp Hutopia campsite in Bourg-Saint-Maurice, which was fantastic, actually. We were in a, in a motorhome, a Bailey Adamo 694. There were probably about a dozen motorhomes, I think it was. 99% motorhomes and a good 50% of those were English, I was pleased to see. Actually, there was one English caravan which turned up on the last last night. But no, it's interesting to see that how motorhomes dominate the, the, the sort of travelling community at this time of the year. And we were sort of on a hard standing area, right quite close to the facilities, so that worked well. Actually, there was no snow in the, in, at the camps. Well, there, was, there were clumps of leftover snow, but they hadn't had any snow there 
for probably about a month, I think, which I was a bit disappointed about because I wanted, lo- I w- ideally wanted lots of photos for the articles I'm writing on the back of it and the blogs. I really wanted lots of snow-covered campsite shots, but didn't get. Never mind. But without being too much snow meant that it made our life easier, I suppose, because the roads were completely clear. Well, as they would be anyway. They're very professional at sorting out all the snow in those sort of places. And it was made made an interesting contrast between being on the, at the campsite level in the valley and in the town, where it was still pretty pretty cold, but not as cold as it could have been. It was probably down to about minus five at times. I think it was certainly fresh, but not unbearable. But then we got the... Uh, the campsite had this brilliant free shuttle to the funicular railway, which goes up the mountain. And as soon as you get up there, up to 1,600 metres and 2,000 metres at the resorts up there, you're instantly into this amazing winter wonderland with snow everywhere. And I hadn't, or we hadn't snowed, at, sorry, skied, well, since before the children were born, that's for sure. So we're going back, we reckon it's about 18, 19, or possibly even 20 years since we last skied. And my kids hadn't skied before at all, mine are 14 and 17. So it was, yeah, a brilliant experience for them. Definitely my son is is quite hooked on the old skiing lark. We had, well, we had a really busy half term because we had the first weekend of half term, we went to Paris in the motorhome, stayed at actually another Hatopia site there, which was really cool. Had a lovely weekend there doing, actually my son was in a, a school choir tour. So we went to see him perform at a couple of in beautiful locations and met up with some other parents and stuff. So we had quite a pretty sociable time actually in Paris. Then we drove down on the Monday down from Paris down to the, uh, into the Alps, which was beautiful. Seeing the mountains get closer to you as you get there. And we had four days skiing. So, yeah, action-packed. But it's wonderful being surrounded by all the snow and seeing all the active, being out, just being outdoors all day long, being active. It was absolutely phenomenal. I've been raving about it all week to everyone I've met, so apologies if you've already heard me going on about how what a great time we had. Anyway, yeah, you'll be able to read about my trip in a future issue of Practical Motorhome and on a couple of blogs on a couple of other, for a couple of other people I'm doing it for. So you'll be able to see that. And I did do a very, very quick bit of video along the way, so... Look out for that on my social media feeds as well. And if you ever do want to go skiing in February half term and you're driving down there, which obviously a lot of people do, there's kind of only one road out of that that area and all the ski resorts feed into this one road. God, what number it was now, but heading back towards Lyon and the motorways of North. So we left at 7am and we queued slowly out of out of the village, out of the next village. All the way, in fact, we only did about 20 miles in the first two plus hours. Couldn't believe it. Whether Maybe we were just unlucky. I know there was one other road closed, which probably didn't help. But all the way back up to Calais, the motorway, French motorways were busy, busy, busy. I've actually not seen them that busy, even in the summer, I don't think. So obviously a mega busy time to go. And as we were heading home, the French were just starting their sort of half-term holidays, so there were a lot of vehicles coming the other way. And our ski instructor said it was it was going to be pretty manic there for the next two weeks, which is interesting. So yeah, we left at ten, just after seven in the morning for a ten p.m. ferry, about six hundred miles from there up to Calais, which is an ambitious amount of miles to do in a day. So we knew it was going to be a long day. We did share the driving. There's no way I could do all that on my own. In fact, it's my wife's first experience of driving the motorhome. It's got on really well with it. It's the I'm always on a on the Ford Transit, which is automatic and I, I think particularly easy to drive. So she took to it really easily and I managed to get a bit of a power nap on the way. But because of all the traffic congestion, we didn't actually get to Calais until about 9.30 at night. I had to put the foot down a bit for the last bit because we were a bit anxious about whether we were going to miss this ferry or not. We'd had a few stops on the, on, on the en route, but not for... Uh, they were pretty speedy stops. 
Anyway, thankfully, the ferry was a bit delayed for about half an hour, so we didn't have to hang around much. And all the warnings about, I'd booked the trip through the Caravan and Motorhome Club travel service, as I normally do, and I'd had a message from them saying UK border force people were striking and expect long delays between on the Dover-Calais routes entering the UK. But when we got there, half past nine in the evening, the guy at passport control said there were more staff on than ever. They sort of brought more in because they were expecting some not to show up. So we didn't have any queues at all. I think it had been pretty hectic earlier in the day because obviously I know when we were booking the trip, there wasn't much availability for ferries. Maybe by 10 p.m. most people were on their way or were maybe crossing the next day. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we got on the ferry really quickly. It was a little bit bouncy coming across the Dover. And we got home at about just after 1.15 and got into bed about 1.15 a.m. in the end. It was a long day. But that is the beauty of motorhomes. You can chew the miles up quite easily. I'm quite a motorhome convert these days, actually. Definitely love the convenience of it. And the, yeah, it worked really well, actually. And then we had the Sunday to crack on with the washing, etc., etc., before and kids could back to school on the Monday and I disappeared off to the NEC. On the Wednesday night of the Caravan Camping and Holland and Motorhome Show at the NEC, I went to the Caravan Motorhome Club and Alan Rogers Awards evening for their best European campsites for 2023. It was a really nice evening and obviously just up my street talking about foreign touring and really whetted my appetite for more adventures, seeing all these lovely campsites from across Europe. But it's interesting, the winners, there was a separate overall winner from the Alan Rogers Travel Service, which was a site in Belgium called La Clusure and the lush countryside on the banks of the River Lom. First time ever Belgium winner of the overall category. So well done, well done, Belgium. I must say it is a lovely country, isn't it? But I haven't actually stopped at many campsites there. So maybe I need to make, we all need to make a bit more of an effort to do that. And the winner for the caravan and overall winner from the caravan and motorhome club was a site in Alicante on the Costa Brava, the Elania Costa Blanca site. Complete five star resort, offers amazing facilities and services, including an on site hair salon gym, tropical Tahiti pools and slides and restaurants as well. So yeah, that sounds pretty action-packed, doesn't it? There were lots of other winners and I was really pleased to see there were several campsites I'd actually been to. There was a separate prize award rather for the friendliest campsite, I think. That was Le Coin Tranquille in, in France, which I've been to. And I must say the owners were extremely friendly. The amount of energy they put into running that site was incredible. And it was a beautiful site as well. So it really deserved its win. Uh, there was La Lazy Rancho site at Interlaken in Switzerland that I've been to. And I can't remember what their award was for now, actually. Anyway, you can read all about it in the May edition of the Caravan and Motorhome Club magazine or search for it online as well. You get some details there. But anyway, really enjoyable evening. Really inspiring seeing all the different campsites. Nice to speak to a few owners as well. Though there was one from Holland that remembered me from a visit there about four years ago. That was incredible. But uh, yeah. Lovely evening. Thank you very much to the Caravan and Motorhome Club for inviting me and Alan Rogers, of course. And look forward to doing some more foreign touring with them soon. That's what my last couple of weeks have been like. But important announcement just before the NEC, you may have seen that Abelia Bristol is restarting its Sahara Challenge, which I've been very, very involved in all the planning. Obviously, I, I, I organised the trip back in March 2020 and we got as far, or we got went from Bristol down to Portugal for a COVID which we were sort of not really that aware of before we set off. It was, you know, it was around, but it wasn't a big issue. By the time we got to Portugal, we had a phone call to say that the Moroccan borders had all closed and obviously COVID was kicking off across Europe. 
Spain was going into lockdown and we had to dispatch various members of the team back to the UK on flights as quickly as possible. And I was part of the core team, along with myself and Lee Davy and Simon Howard, who uh, towed the vehicles and the motorhome, took the motorhome back to the UK as quickly as possible. That was a, a trip, a journey. I'll never forget how deserted Spain and France were, apart from caravans and motorhomes heading home to their respective countries. It was most bizarre, actually. And then coming off the ferry in Portsmouth and, and life was still carrying on as normal here at the time. No, no lockdown at that stage. As we know, things changed rapidly after that. So three years later, fairly early next month, the trip resumes. Um, it's kept me very busy over the last few months, organising all, all the detail. Although the, the basic itinerary was already in place, there's been a lot of logistics because there's quite a lot of people involved. We have various people coming and going from various legs of the town. I'm going to be doing a couple of podcast episodes from the trip. So one one episode I'm planning will be on our on our trip down to Marrakesh, and then one will be the second episode will be from Marrakesh because we're going over the Atlas Mountains to the desert and then back up through Morocco and Spain back to the UK. So that's two future episodes sorted, and I'll be interviewing various people on the trip because we've got various media industry people ranging from Martin Fitzpatrick from Truma to Nick Lomas from the Caravan Motorhome Club to Peter Vaughan from What Motorhome magazine Cameron Burns from Not Another White Box, the YouTube channel, and another YouTube channel, Life Beyond Bricks with Tash from that. So plus other people as well. So it's going to be action-packed and I am looking forward to a couple of weeks at home now before I hit the road again and have this mega adventure ahead of us. Yeah, unbelievable. It's going to be going to be awesome. Really awesome. Anyway, that's I've been rambling now for quite a while and I have planned an interview with somebody from the NCC with a review of the NEC show. I was just trying to ca- get catch up with them on, on the attendance figures, etc. However, I'm not sure if we're going to get that interview done in time for this episode because it got to allow time to get this edited and uh, processed, etc. I can't do it all lastminute.com. But I need the show to finish. I'm hoping to catch up with somebody on Sunday or maybe very early Monday morning before I can get this out. Otherwise, it's going to have to be for a future episode. We'll see. have to, have to see how that goes. So is it? I think that's the highlights of my, well, busy, busy, busy couple of weeks. It's been really, really enjoyable. Fantastic to see the industry booming. Lots of people buying caravans and motorhomes. Lots of people out and about in the caravans and motorhomes in, in February as well, which is even better. So I will leave it there for this week. Hopefully, There'll be an interview following in a couple of seconds. If not, you'll catch up with it again soon. Thank you very much for listening. And as ever, if you want to suggest any industry topics or people for me to interview in this podcast, please let me know. And I'm actively looking for sponsors for the podcast. If you want to reach out to this audience, then please get in touch at john at rawlingscommunications.com. So thank you very much for listening. Please share the podcast as wide as you can. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and would really appreciate it if you could share it with as many people as possible. Even better, please give me a five-star review in iTunes. It'd be a great help. If you'd like me to interview you, want to suggest someone to interview, or interested in sponsoring this podcast, or want to get in touch with me for any reason, please drop me a line at john at rawlingscommunications.com or message me on Instagram at rawlings underscore comms. Thanks very much. Bye for now.